0: Hello guys, welcome to the billboard. My name is Vanessa Oblinsky and I'm your host. If this is your first time, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. The billboard is a space where we get to talk about all things Jesus, where we chat about biblical truths and how they apply in our everyday lives, our relationships, and so much more. I'm so happy you're here and I'm excited for today. I cannot believe that we're already three weeks into the billboard. Like, Time flies so fast. But yeah, I hope that you guys had an amazing week. I would say that probably my highlight of this past week was Friday night. I got to attend a conference night hosted by my church. It was called Arise Conference. And it was absolutely incredible. The presence of God was just undeniable. It was so powerful. There are no words to express what I experienced, what we experienced. My husband and I were like, what in the world just happened? This was beyond. But yeah, now we're in episode three of the billboard and we are talking about finding direction from rejection this week. In last week's episode, I touch briefly into openings and openings are, well, <laughs> openings, but yeah, there are uh, places where you are open and vulnerable to attacks and just a place where the enemy has permission to operate. So the enemy, Satan, does not operate out of Authorization. He only operates where he has permission. And usually, the way that he gets permission is um, through sin, um, generational curses, or agreements. He'll use these opportunities to creep into your life and bring confusion, lies, destruction, and etc. So, that being said, experiencing rejection is a huge opportunity for these openings to occur. And human beings have a fundamental need to belong. It's a need. We have a fundamental need to be loved. And when we do not have that, it is very difficult to thrive without that fundamental need. That is why it is fertile ground for the enemy to come in and cause destruction. But today we're going to talk about how we can flip the script and find direction from rejection. So before we get started, let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for today. We thank you, Lord, that you're a good God, that you are near, you see us, you hear us, but most importantly, you do not leave us. So Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your love. Lord, we pray that you would expose anything that is in our hearts today that needs healing, Father God. So right now, Lord... I come against anything that would stand in the way to receive the truth, to receive your love, and to receive anything that would bring healing to our hearts, Father. I rebuke any lies, any distractions that would come in the way from us receiving. I thank you in advance for what you're about to do. I thank you for your healing power, and we pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right, so rejection is something that I've had to deal with most of my life, and that I've had to overcome. And I think a lot of people can relate to rejection. All of us, I think, have experienced some type of rejection some way at some point in our lives. And I feel like rejection is this big umbrella that invites all of these other spirits to come in have this little party in your life. Wherever there's a spirit of rejection, usually there's also a spirit of fear, um, a spirit of control and orphan spirit operating in tandem with rejection. And today I kind of wanted to talk about different forms of rejection and how we can overcome them and actually find direction from them and be projected, not rejected. So Rejection as a pattern. In my walk with Jesus, I've had to, you know, do the work, do some work, identify things, wounds uh, that caused a lot of pain, um, trauma, and all kinds of things, right? And in doing the work, I came to an understanding that rejection was something that had happened repeatedly in my life. So it was a pattern. And wherever there is a pattern, it is very indicative of. Something that is empowered to just operate in your life and keep going until it is addressed. And another thing that I learned about in my walk with Jesus are generational curses. So I shared about my testimony two weeks back, and in my testimony, you could see how rejection had weave itself through my life, right? So understanding that rejection was part of generations back and was now in my life in ways that were causing a lot of pain, I needed to address it. And that's why it's so important to have an understanding of these things because I didn't know before. And if you don't know, you can't fight it. So you're just kind of like trying to push through it but you can't understand why. And I would find myself saying things like, why does this always happen to me? And I would say another clear indication that there might be a pattern in your life is when you start saying things like this always or that would never. So always and never are agreements that you're making with whatever is operating in your life. Things like I'll never be happy with somebody or I'll always be in this kind of position, or I'll never be able to make it to X, Y, and Z. This type of speech is agreement with whatever is operating in your life. So it just keeps it going and going and going. The Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. So what you speak holds power. You have the ability to either give it life or bring it to an end. And when I learned about generational curses and agreements and patterns, I was able to break these things and dismantle them because then what happens is that it just gets passed on. So I don't want that for my kids. I don't want them to walk with what I didn't deal with. They'll have their own battles, but not mine. It's so important to take a moment and sit down and kind of take inventory of patterns in your life and um, patterns in your family. These patterns could center around addiction or divorce, single parenthood or poverty or things like that. So wherever you see something just constantly happening and no matter the effort that you put in, it just doesn't seem to get better and you're always faced with some type of disappointment around that very thing. There might be a generational curse happening that you need to break. From generational patterns of rejection oftentimes can come parental rejection. And it doesn't have to be abandonment or your parent flat out rejecting you, like and it can be very subtle. So in my case, it was my mom not being able to express emotion. So rejecting any form of maternal opportunity to show love and affection in a healthy way, if that makes sense. Or my dad thinking that it would be wiser to wait to have a relationship with me, therefore rejecting the opportunity to have a relationship with me during the years that I needed him. And I feel like experiencing rejection from your parents is a massive open door because beside God, it is the foundation of how you would understand love and perceive love. So if you do not have a good understanding of what love is, how to receive it, how to give it, or what it looks like, you're open, you're vulnerable to engaging in relationships, friendships and settling in places where you were never meant to go in the first place, because you don't have understanding of what healthy looks like. And that was my case. Because of that I experienced a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, and the way that I perceive my personal value was directly correlated with how I was being treated. So because I was being treated poorly, I perceived myself as somebody that was not worthy because I was being treated poorly. I thought that I was lacking something and I was not enough, which was all a lie. And the thing is that you can experience rejection from different people, but you do not lose your value. It's like you could take a hundred dollar bill uh, put it in the mud spit on it throw it on the ground stomp on it and all of these things but at the end of the day it's still a 100 bill it doesn't lose its value because you did all these things and that's the biggest lie that the enemy will tell you is that because you're rejected because people are treating you a certain way then you must not be valuable which is a lie And when you settle in that lie, you start behaving from this lie. Like when I met my husband, for example, we were talking and everything was going great. And at some point I started having this massive anxiety attack and feeling this crazy suffocating feeling. And I felt like I was not enough for him, that he was going to leave me, that I wouldn't fit in his family. I kind of shut down and he could tell. And he was like, what's going on? And I told him and he was like, that's so ridiculous. Why would you think that? But that was where I was at. That was the product of rejection. Fear was in full force. You do not lose your value because people cannot recognize what is in you. Because a lot of times people who reject you, we're not able to handle what you carry in the first place. And that's protection. So don't let their rejection define you or influence you. And the same kind of goes for friendships. And one thing about friendships and really any relationships, to be honest, is to pray for discernment. Discernment to know where to go and Discernment for the people that you let in to your life. Not everybody is for you. And having discernment in relationships and friendships is so important because without it, there's danger. You could be building altars in front of those people and living for their approval. And living for approval of men is a dangerous place to live in. Some people will love the idea of what they can get from you they will love the idea of where you're going or what you have and before you know it will leave as soon as they find something that they think will benefit them better and that's okay because not everybody is meant for you so that's why you cannot build altars before people it's not worth it Your worship is at stake, your discernment is at stake, your next move is at stake because you're operating from a place where you're more aligned with what is expected of you from people or their opinion of you than what God has for you, which does not even compare. And God will assign people to your life that will be there to contribute, not just take that will celebrate your wins and weep your losses, that will love you and be there for you. And the thing is that when you're so focused on the people who ends up rejecting you, then you just don't have anything left to give to those people. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on praising him, worshiping him, and he will make your path straight and he will put the people who is meant for you before you. And when you have your eyes fixed on him, then you will have the discernment and wisdom to know where to go and who to engage and what kind of boundaries to have. And boundaries are not meant for other people, they're meant for you. Boundaries are not meant to keep people away, they're meant to protect your peace. Because when you seek to be healed from rejection and you surrender it to God, then forgiveness will come. And when you forgive, then there's no bitterness eating at you. So you don't feel the need to keep people away. You just know where you stand. So, yeah. Um, Another form of rejection that I've experienced is professional rejection. And I remember at that time, when I experienced that rejection, it actually sent me into a downward spiral. That was kind of like the sledgehammer that sent me into a deep depression and anxiety. I had this incredible manager that believed in me so much. She she was like such an amazing cheerleader, an amazing mentor. She saw the gold in me and she pulled it out for that period of time that I was under her. And I'm so grateful for that woman. She's incredible. And she had ended up leaving a maternity leave and the person that came after her just didn't see me the same way. And I mean, from what I perceived, did not believe that I was cut out for the work. And that messed up with me so bad. Oh, and another thing that likes to creep in with rejection is intimidation. And that's what I experienced. So I bowed down hard to intimidation and I felt unqualified and I had anxiety like I had never experienced in my life. I would wake up crippled with anxiety and so depressed before going to work just because of that one person that didn't believe in me. And it's like looking back, I'm like, wow, like it's so crazy when you don't understand who you are and who God is, how much power you give people around you. It is so not meant to be that way. Last week, we talked about how we are God's masterpiece, how he has good plans for us that he prepared beforehand. His word tells me that I am the head, not the tail, that I'm above, not beneath. But yet we subject ourselves to living below the standard that he has for us. I mean... It was so bad that I had to take time off of work for a long time because I could not handle the pressure and the anxiety and the depression that came with that situation. And looking back, I'm like, what in the world? How could you let one person have their say in your life like that? Like, how? But it's the reality of a lot of people, unfortunately because they don't understand their worth and which leads me into rejection and mental health because rejection can be tormenting you can be living in the torment and focusing and replaying the situations where you were rejected and where people left you focusing on on who left you instead of focusing on what is in front of you and the one most importantly who loves you, which is God. God loves you so much, and He's here. But when there's torment, it's really hard to see the good things that are in front of you. And what can end up happening is your heart can harden, because rejection also hardens the heart. There can be bitterness, unforgiveness, and all kinds of things. So it has to be checked. It has to be addressed. The Bible tells us to renew our mind. So if your mental health is affected because of rejection, you need to subdue it and change your perspective around it and make rejection bow down to you. Seize the opportunity to go higher and further. But then what happens when the rejected does the rejecting? We've all heard of the saying, hurt people hurt people, right? Oftentimes, the one who fears rejection the most will end up doing the rejecting. Why? Out of self-protection. Because if I reject you first, then you won't be able to reject me. And also out of fear of commitment, because if I don't commit to you, then you don't have the power to reject me. So that keeps people at a safe distance that isn't close enough to expose Their brokenness. But the title of this episode is finding direction from rejection, right? So how do you find direction from rejection? I believe that it starts with redefining the rejection by pointing back to God's glory. So for example, I felt rejected by my parents, right? And that projected me into showing up for my kids in a way that I wish that I had received when I was a child. I experienced rejection in relationships, but that projected me into seeking to have higher standards, understanding my self-worth, and also on the other side, finding my husband. So therefore that was protection. And in order to redefine the rejection, you first have to be able to expose the wound and the root, and then give it to God so he can turn it into something good. And that's where there's an opportunity for God works all things for good to come to life. Because what was meant for you already was, but he will turn your perspective of why that happened so you can see the blessing into it. Jesus said, before Abram was, I am. So before we were, he is. So his promises for us were, and remain. What was written about us was and still is. But can you catch it? Rejection is protection and redirection. It is where you find opportunity to link closer to God because that is where you will get the strategy to step into what's next for you. That is where you will find the healing and be directed. But first, there needs to be an acknowledgement. I was rejected. This is my wound. This is what it caused. I feel bitterness. I feel unforgiveness. But God, here it is. I give it to you. Heal it so we can move forward and watch what he does. And then you'll find yourself down the line saying, thank God that this happened. There are so many examples that I can think of where I was so hurt about the rejection But I'm so thankful that God didn't let it move forward. And now I can say, I see God's hand on that. I see the protection in that. I see the blessing in that. And there is no one better than God for you to lean on when it comes to rejection, because the world rejected him first. Before you were rejected, he was rejected. So he knows what rejection is. Jesus died and rose again so that he could be with you forever, that he could live with you, be in you, be there for you, and he will never forsake you. And that is everything. It's everything. That's really all you need. If you can stand on his love, you can weather anything. Literally. If God can be for you, who or what can be against you? And you have to have that revelation for your life. You have to have that revelation to be able to battle rejection. Because if you don't have that revelation of who God is, who you are in him is love for you, then you will be vulnerable. Rejection can be a blessing, but only if you let it. God wants the best for you and Jesus didn't only die on the cross so that we would be forgiven of all sins but he died so we could have life and life abundantly he has an abundant life reserved for you he has abundance reserved for you there are so many things that he is longing to give his children if only we will let him if you're dealing with the wound of rejection I'm telling you There's a blessing to be found in it. And I hope that this episode was able to bring you hope and a revelation of what God is wanting to do in your life. So thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful for you guys. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you can relate to this episode at all, let me know. Let me know in the comments. Let me know what you think. But also don't forget to subscribe and follow for updates and the next episodes. So yeah, wishing you guys an amazing week. Love you all and see you next week.